Good morning. Today is Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020. I'd like to go a bit further in the discussion that we started yesterday, the narrative in our Parsha Vayera, where Avraham and Sarah go to this area in the southern part of Israel, the area where the king is Avimelech, and there is this issue where Avimelech takes Sarah. <clears throat> God appears to Avimelech and says to give Sarah back and also to ask Avraham to pray for him that he should get better. And Avraham does pray for Avimelech that he should get better. And we talked about how that is the first time we find the idea of one person praying for another person. We discussed that yesterday. I'd like to go one step further with something that is very, very important. Connected, but one step further. <clears throat> I did not share with you yesterday the Pusik that indicates what it was that had befallen Avimelech and his family and what healing there was because it wasn't relevant to the idea that I was trying to convey yesterday, but today let me share that. So it turns out, because the Torah only says it at the end, by Yispalel Avraham El Huelokim, Avraham prays to God, by Yirpalokim Es Avimelech, and God provides healing to Avimelech. That's the part that was relevant to us. But now, now, Avimelech, the S Ishto, V'amosav, and the healing also was to Avimelech's wife and the women in his household, Vayeledu, and they were able to give birth. That was the healing. Why was that the healing? So then the Torah tells us at the very end, Ki atzor otzar Hashem bad Avraham, because Hashem had caused that all of the women in this household were unable to deliver babies. That was the illness. That was the, the problem. And it was for that problem that God, and that came as a result of Avimelech taking Sarah. And as a result of that, Avraham prayed that that uh, um, difficulty should be overcome. And Hashem listened and Hashem allowed all these women to be able to give birth. So that's what the actual illness was, and that's what the prayer was for, and in this case, the prayer was successful. Everything worked out okay. If we look at the very next Pasuk in the Torah, the Pasuk says, I'm now at uh, chapter 21, Pasuk Aleph, number one, V'Hashem pokad es Sarah kasher Omar. God remembers Sarah as he had said earlier at the beginning of our Parsha where God sends a messenger to say to Sarah that within a year you will have a child. Even though remember how elderly Sarah and Avraham are at this point, they are both beyond the age where by any natural means they would be able to father a child. And we know already from the previous parts of the, of the Parsha, this week's Parsha and last week's Parsha, how difficult for, this, for them this was, how much pain 
it caused them, how much theological questioning it caused when uh, God promises that from Avram and Sarah will come this mighty nation, and yet they're not even able to have a child. So how, how, do, how does God's words even make sense to them? Beyond just the personal uh, struggle and emotional difficulty that a couple unable to conceive would have. <coughs> God remembered Sarah. God did for Sarah what he had promised. Next Pasuk. And Sarah became pregnant and she gave birth to a son, to herself and to Avram in their old age, just like God had promised. And they named the son that was born to them Yitzchak Isaac. It's not just a coincidence that the line in the Torah where God remembers Sarah and Avraham and fulfills his promise that they should have a child, even at their unnaturally advanced age, that that Pusik follows immediately after the Pusik where Avraham had prayed for Avimelech that he and his family should be able once again to have children. And Rashi quotes the famous line from the Talmud. Lelamdecha, this comes to teach you the way in which these two sections follow one after the other. They seem to be cause and effect. Lelamdecha, this is a Gemara Babakama, this comes to teach you. Whoever asks for mercy for his fellow, whoever prays for what his fellow needs, but I myself am in need of that same healing or salvation myself, but instead of praying for myself first, I pray first for the need that my fellow has, the one who prays is answered first. So Avraham prayed for Avimelech, and at the same time that he was praying for Avimelech, he himself, he and Sarah, needed the same salvation. So it was successful for Avimelech, and it was also successful for him and Sarah. That's why the next Pasuk Hashem Pekadah let me give you an actual example of how this works. So this is a story, I've shared it with some of you before, told by Rabbi Pesach Kron. Rabbi Pesach Kron tells the following story. He says that there was once a father of a young woman, and this young woman was having trouble finding a shidduch finding a match. She was at the age where she was going out. She was looking for someone to marry. And she went out with this one and that one and she couldn't find. And it was something that was on her heart. It was something that was upsetting her and that extended to the family. And not being able to find a shidduch for his daughter was something that was very, very heavy 
for him, for his daughter, for his family. And of course, he would go through the method of hishtadlis to make phone calls, to find out about people, to ask about who would be appropriate. And also, of course, he engaged in prayer. As we've said before, everything we get in this world comes to us through prayer. And he prayed with great intensity, as his daughter prayed with great intensity, that she should find a shidduch, she should find a mate. One day, the father thinks to himself, you know, my daughter is not the only person struggling to find a match in life. There are a lot of people who are struggling to find a shidduch. Why am I being so selfish that I am making phone calls for my daughter and I am praying for my daughter and I'm only thinking about my daughter. I'm not thinking about anybody else. It seems to me that I'm being very selfish. So what this father did is he made a list of every single young man and single young woman that he could think of that he knew that they were trying to find matches themselves. And he had a list of about 30 or so people, let's say. And every time he made a call on behalf of his daughter to inquire about someone that had been suggested, to follow up on learning more about someone that she was going out with, any call that he made on behalf of his daughter, at the same time, he made the same number of calls for one of the other people on his list. So he, he decided that the exact effort that he would extend for his own daughter, he would extend the same effort for someone else every time he did it. Within five weeks, his daughter was engaged. And then Rabbi Krohn goes on to say, I know that this story is accurate because I am the father. This is what I did when my daughter was searching for a shidduch. When we feel the pain of another Jew and we make their pain our pain, we make their needs our needs, then that is a strategy by which God may answer us along with the person for whom we are praying. Now, again, there's no guarantee, but it's a lesson that we learn from this passage of how Avram was answered for his prayer immediately after he prayed for someone else. Okay, so that's a, let's call it a strategy. It is a way to get Hashem to perhaps accede to our request. But how does it work? What's the mechanism? So I want to share with you something. That is quite exquisite. This is from an essay by Bailey Newman, I've now quoted her to you a number of times, and I will be quoting her to you many more times. And this is just, this is just exquisite. 
Let's go back to the Parsha Bereshis, the very beginning creation. Every day God creates something different, the six days of creation. And every day God says, Vayaralakim Kitov, and God saw that it was good. He created light, and God saw that it was good. He created the vegetables and the trees, and he saw that it was good. He created the animals, and he created the, the planets, and he created everything, and everything after after each day of creation, Vayar Elokim Kitov, God saw that it was good. With one exception. Rav Yosef Albo points out on the day, the sixth day of creation, where God creates man, Adam and Chava, Adam and Eve, we do not find the words, Vayar Elokim Kitov, God saw that it was good. What happened? The animals get a ketov. Water, light, trees, vegetables, they all get ketov. What, what's about, what about us? How come we don't get a ketov? How come God doesn't say about us? Ketov, that, that we are good? So I want you to listen to this story. Uh, Bailey Newman worked as a school social worker. And as a school social worker, she speaks to a lot of parents. So this is a fictionalized version, of course, to protect all confidentiality, a fictionalized version of a story that happened to her. One day, she gets a call in her office in school about from a mother who had just dropped off her daughter at school. And the mother is in tears. And the mother says to the social worker at the school, I am so worried about my daughter. We dropped her off for the first time. It was only a week ago that we made a decision to move from Israel to Toronto. This happened in Toronto. And immediately, today is now our daughter's first day in school. She's in a new school, a new country. She doesn't know anyone there. She's in middle school where a lot of the kids already have their friends and, 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 and they're close with each other. And all of a sudden, she's kind of just dropping this new girl, no contact, no history, no friends, into the middle of this. And the daughter and the mother says to this uh, social worker, I'm so scared for my daughter. She didn't want to go to school. I had to drag her out of bed. She was having a temper tantrum. She was upset. She was worried. She didn't want to be there. She was going to be all alone. And I just need to tell you how worried I am for my daughter and how she's going to make it in this first day in school. That's the phone conversation. <clears throat> Bailey says that all day long she could not stop thinking about that phone call. And she imagined that the mother 
certainly did not stop thinking about that all law, all day long from the time that you dropped her daughter off until the time that you would pick her up after school. And she imagined that all day long, this would be the prayer on the lips of that mother. That mother must have been praying all day long to God, master of the universe. I'm begging you. I have done all that I can do. I taught my daughter well. I even bought her a new outfit for her first day at school so she'll fit in a little bit better. I gave her everything that I could give her so that she could succeed. But I can't walk into the school with her. I can't walk down the hallway with her. I can't sit next to her in class. I can't sit next to her and at the, at the lunchroom. Master of the universe, I'm begging you. Please let there be at least one person in the school, just one person who will go over to her and say hello. Just one person who will go over to her and say, come sit next to me for lunch. That's all I'm asking. I can't be there. I can't make sure anymore that she's going to be okay. But I'm asking you, God, just let one person say a friendly word to my daughter on this first day. Now, Bailey imagines, if her daughter were to come home that night and her mother says, how did it go in school? And maybe the daughter will say, well, it was hard, you know, new classes, new school. But then the daughter were to say, but you know, there was this girl named Sarah and she asked me to sit next to her at lunch and she spoke to me in Hebrew, even though she didn't know it so well. And she was nice to me. And I think that today I met my first friend. Imagine how that mother would feel about this girl, Sarah, who she does not yet know. But this girl, Sarah, who literally was the answer to her prayers. Right? She had prayed, I can't go into school, but God provide someone who will be nice to my daughter. And God listened, and there is this girl, Sarah. And Bailey realized that the truth is that that scenario is a metaphor for our lives. Because God, our parent, sends us, his children, to a new place, to this world. It's like a new school. It's a world we don't want to go to. We cry the second we enter. It's a world where when we enter, we don't know anybody. We don't speak the language. We're always in a situation of transition. We're like the new kid in school. We have a Torah that our parent God gives us to guide us. That's like, the new outfit, that's like the, the, the whatever the parent can prepare for the child to be able to do well in school. But 
God, in giving us free will, every one of us free will, in some ways is like the mother that can't come into the child, that can't come with the child into the school. God can't come, doesn't come with us, you know, to the hospital, God forbid. And we're sitting with the doctor and God says, no, I'm going to take care of it. God doesn't come with us when we have a meeting with our boss and we're worried about what our future is going to be. And God says, no, 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 I'm coming in with you to the meeting and I'll be there. It's going to be okay. No, God doesn't do that. God, so to speak, stays outside, doesn't come in with us because everybody has free choice of what they're going to say to us and do to us. But imagine God praying. Now we know that God does pray. It's a little hard to understand what it means for God to pray. But could you imagine that God would pray the following prayer? He would pray about every one of us. And he would say, my child is going into a new situation. And I have done everything that I can do to prepare my child for that new situation. But I can't go with my child into that situation. I can't go with my child into that new school. I can't go with my child into that new shul. I can't go with my child into that new job. But God prays, please, let there be at least one person there that will say something nice, that will be a friend. Let just one person be nice to my child. When we think about each other, when we care about each other, we are the answer to God's prayer. Let me just say it one more time. We are the answer. If I do a kindness to someone else who is lonely, who is upset, who is going through whatever they're going through, and I do a kindness for them, I become, you, if you do that, you become the answer to God's prayer. Will there be someone who will be nice to my child? Every one of us has the opportunity, the potential, to walk through the halls of this school, this world, and to be the answer of God's prayer. You know the famous line that we say in our davening, Va'ani sefilasi. I am a prayer. David Amelech does not say, I am praying a prayer. David says, I am a prayer. I myself can be a prayer. We create our own kitov. Whether we will be kitov, whether we will be good in God's eyes, that's not set at the beginning. It's up to us. When we answer God's prayer, that's when we become kitov, exceedingly good in God's eyes. <clears throat> now, it can't happen in advance. It cannot be established at the time of the creation. When God created Adam and Eve, when God creates us, God does not yet know if we are ketov, if we are exceedingly good. 
Just like the mother can't know when she drops her child off at school for the first time, if there is going to be a Sarah there that is going to be kind. We have to make it happen. Only at the end of the day, only after we have done it, the Kitov is ours to create. That's why the Torah does not say, Vayara Lakim Kitov. God did not say that we were exceedingly great at the beginning. It's up to us to earn it. When we pray for someone else first, even though we need the same, we cause for ourselves that God should be able to say about us, Kitov, that we are exceedingly good. And that blessing that we achieve that we become Kitov exceedingly good, that perhaps allows that blessing to arouse God's mercy for us, just as he will arouse his mercy for the one for whom we prayed. That's the mechanism by which if I pray for someone else and I need the same thing, I may be answered. Because by doing so, I have answered God's prayer of taking care of his child. And then God can answer, Ki Tov. You are exceedingly good. My friends, I wish you a great day. I wish you a day that is Ki Tov, exceedingly good. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.